we are back in the kitchen at Lydia's Kansas City with their executive chef, Dan Swinney, and the general manager, Matt Green. And we are getting ready to make one of the signature dishes. And what I love about this, it's a frico. What I love about this is it can either be your entree, which is frequently what I have done, or and it also makes a great shared appetizer because you cut it in fourths and everybody gets to have a taste of this. It's amazing. I'd never eaten a Frico until I had eaten at Lydia's. I hadn't either. So there. So we have a shared experience. Okay. So try to explain what the Frico is in a way better than I did, and then let's start cooking. Okay. Frico is a, a local specialty from <laughs> Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, which is the region of Italy where Lydia's from okay. in the extreme northeastern part of the country. Mm-hmm. It borders Austria and Slovenia, and so um, there's a lot of um, oh, back and forth between the, yeah. the cultures. Um, the frico is a dish that's been on the menu at Lydia since the very beginning. I know. Mm. And like we said earlier, the the ingredients change as the seasons change. So yeah. uh, right now we're featuring at the restaurant uh, roasted tomato and Luganaga sausage in the frico, mm. but Today, I wanted to make the lobster frico because that's the first frico that I ever had when I was at Frico Bar, a restaurant that Lydia used to own in New York City. In New York City. Okay. And And you mentioned that this was, you know, they're so um, mindful of not wasting in Italy. And was this born of using some leftover grated cheese, maybe, and some leftover ingredients from a previous meal? I, I'm not really sure about that, okay. but, it, but it is a very much a, um, a peasant dish. Uh, the the Montasio cheese comes from the mountains. Uh, that, that part of the, I think the mountain range is called the, the Dolomiti. Okay. And uh, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's very similar to the Alps and very close to that kind of, that region. And it's its own flavor, we, and it's delicious. It's not too sharp. It's very rich. But it's its own flavor, and I could see where another cheese might wouldn't deliver this same. Okay, chef, let's start cooking. What should we do first? All right, so uh, the ingredients that we need are mm-hmm. grated Montasio cheese, okay, uh, potatoes that have been boiled, what kind? Idaho potatoes, Idaho, okay, that have been boiled in their in their skins, and then uh, peeled and sliced, and we use a uh, Idaho potatoes because they're starchy, and we leave the skins on so they don't become waterlogged. Thank you for telling us that. We need to remember when we boil potatoes, it probably is a better decision to boil them with their jackets so you don't water down the flavor of the potato. Right. Good good, good tip. Usually what you're wanting to do when, when you use a starchy potato is uh, have some sort of caramelization going on mm-hmm. the brown part mm-hmm. you know how the brown part we always do. tastes good you know what it always so does it never fails the starchy potatoes and boiling them uh, in their skin so yes. they they stay starchy, starchy. okay uh, so said so the next for our mise en place which our listeners by now know what this is let's see we have some chopped onions and sliced leeks that have been sliced thin and washed in two changes of water or more. Please remember to wash the leeks because they have, they have sand, sand inside. Not, no, not good mouthfeel either. Then we have uh, some Tuscan peppers, the mm-hmm. little pickled peppers that um, 
unexpected ingredient for this, but wow, it, and you don't need much, but ooh. It's just a background flavor. It yeah. adds to the layers of flavor. And then we have, of course, the, the, the main lobster. And so you can either buy this already boiled in, but what do you all boil? Well, you all boil them there. We buy live lobsters. Ooh, but of course. So. <laughs> And then, uh, How, what do you recommend when you boil them? Is it what do you want in the water when you boil lobsters? Uh, some sort of aromatic vegetable, celery, okay. carrot, onions, some, the usual, some white wine, and oh. some bay leaf, okay, uh, parsley stems, maybe. And so, and that's important distinction because the stems depart a little different flavor than the top. So, if you're looking for something to do with your stems, good, good place for them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we. Uh, have our mise en place. How do we make? What do we do first? Okay, the first thing, the first step is to to make the filling. Okay. So we have the sliced Idaho potatoes. Mm-hmm. All right. And you kind of slice them, and then like they look like little coins. Little so, coins, yeah. about a quarter inch thick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to add them to the sauté pan with the hot olive oil. Olive oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to cook for a little while here. And so that they get some caramelization. Mm-hmm. So it's really important, you know, you'll see people throw a bunch of ingredients in the pan at the same time, and they all don't cook at the same time, and you're just not going to get the same result as if you do it in this way. Yeah, if you're trying to caramelize something, and this yes. is usually true when you're trying to make, a, say, a stew or some sort of, mm-hmm. like if you're making bolognese sauce and you have ground meats, ground pork, ground beef, and ground veal, if you try to put too much uh, in the pan at once, it just it beca- right. it, the water all comes out, and it's just not the same. It's not. It's seriously the the order in which you do things uh, produces a very different result. Okay, because we know caramelization is flavor, color is flavor, right? So we're getting some color on those. So potatoes. we're going to add a little bit of salt at this step because mm-hmm. we always salt with every ingredient we put in. We add a little bit of salt so that we build layers of flavor. Right, and it doesn't need a lot, just, and kosher salt. Kosher salt. Kosher salt, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, Kosher salt because the crystals are bigger and it's easier to uh, control the amount that you're putting in. Okay. Iodized salt is very, very fine, it's easy to oversalt. And it also has anti-caking agents in it, and it's probably been bleached, and I won't go off on that, but still, well, I just did, so there. All right, so a little (laughs) bit of kosher salt on the potatoes, and then what do they want to look like before you start adding? So now you can see they're starting to brown a little bit here on the edges. They are starting to. God, I wish our our listeners could see you cooking, because he's going through all the hand motions, even though we're on radio. Okay, so (laughs) so we've done the potatoes, they're getting a little colored, then what are we going to put in next, Chef? So the onions and leeks go in next and we're just going to let this tumble over and over and over and this part is something that takes a little bit quite a while to do maybe 20 30 maybe even 40 minutes so you want to do this well before you're ready to assemble the frico but the the filling is the most important it it, okay so what temperature what i mean what medium heat what what do you recommend yeah medium heat. medium okay Mm -hmm. and then so now you can see the onions are starting to wilt yes, a little bit can. and the leeks are getting soft and we just keep turning that over and over and over. Do we want color on them as well? A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, we still want them to have some texture. Uh, um, not mushy. Yeah. You know, the Ita- mushy is a technical. Term. You know, the Italians are very fussy about texture. Well, they should be With because so. Al dente. Al dente, al dente. <laughs> okay. Al dente rice, al dente pasta. Yep. There's a, there's a lot to the cuisine about. 
textures. And that means to the tooth. And so because eating is about all of our senses, the way it looks, the way it smells, the way it feels in your mouth. Nobody wants mushy. So we wouldn't think of it. All right. So some color, but, you know, still has al dente. Okay. So in went the onions and the leeks. So now I'm going to add the Tuscan peppers. So they're mm-hmm. chopped up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to let that cook for two or three more minutes and then turn it off and set it aside. Uh, so Okay. So that's over to one side. So here in my other saute pan. Yes. I have a nonstick pan. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> the Frico. There's some courage to this, but I think it's character building. And I highly recommend this. Well, of course, you could go to Lydia's and it'll be perfect. But all right. So how do we do the Frico itself? Okay, so first thing we do is preheat the nonstick pan. Yes. Not too much. Okay. Uh, we, it's, uh, it's all done over fairly moderate heat. All right. So I'm going to take uh, about, depending on the size of the frico that you mm-hmm. want to make, just line the bottom of the skillet. All right, which, please describe the grate. It looked like a, it wasn't finely grated, right? No, just like which on a box grater. A box like on the, okay. like the large, larger holes. On the a larger box. holes, okay. Mm-hmm. Or like you would in a Cuisinart. Okay. So, so the uh, we don't add any oil because the frico has its own. Please remember that no oil get. Frico has greasy. its own fat in the cheese, okay. and as, a, as the cheese melts and caramelizes, it'll it'll create its own um, gorgeousness. So. Yeah. So you just kind of make an evenish layer, mm-hmm. and not too thick. Not too thick. And so you can see how it's starting to brown around the edges now. Yes. I can, uh-huh. Okay, so now I'm going to add the, the potato and leek mixture. Just sprinkle some on. Okay, right on top of it. We haven't turned anything yet. Okay. And then uh, chunks of lobster. Oh, uh, the yum. main lobster. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's what, what, you know, the mayor who was our celebrity taster called it luxurious. Mm. Yes, no, it definitely falls in that category. That hasn't food, then has it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> Okay, so the lobster was the last little guy to go on. Yeah, and, and then, then more, more cheese on the top. Now, at what point do you add the top layer of cheese? What uh, When you what, can see that the bottom is fairly set, then you want to just go ahead and add the, okay. the Frico filling. I saw you kind of peeking around the corner, but you could tell just by looking at it. When it looks like the bottom is done, then you put the cheese on the... Yes. Yeah, actually... Uh, the Frico lets you know when it's ready to be turned. Because it told we, us. That's right. It did. I heard you, it. When yeah. You, when you shake the pan. It moves. It moves a little yep. bit. Yep. So. Okay. So it'll tell you. So just if it's yeah, not, listen. Yeah. If it's not ready, it'll also tell you. It'll also tell you. <laughs> okay. So. Now this is the part where the courage piece comes in. Now you're going to say how you do it, and then you're going to offer how other people might, who aren't executive chefs might do it. So. So, um, well. What I do is just flip it, and so it's it's loose from the pan now, you can see, and I'm just going to slide it around here a little bit, slide it down to the end of the pan, and (laughs) there it is. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Now, for those of us who aren't executive chefs, what would you, how would you recommend turning this? You know, I've really been thinking about this. It might take a few spatulas. You can do two spatulas, or you could invert it onto a plate, probably. Oh, Um, that's a great idea. Slide it out onto a plate. Plate, and and then... then... Flip the put the plate uh, the pan on top of the plate. Flip it over quickly. Okay, so uh, it, it's it's sort of like the way some people do uh, uh, frittata or um or you could sit there and do it a variety of ways with two spatulas or slide it onto a plate and then invert it back into the 
frying pan if you're not an executive chef. And then how long did you leave it on uh, beyond Just that? like three minutes on the bottom side. And then when is What it, are you looking for in terms of color? The, the, the top side should be very uh, crisp and golden brown. Golden. It's gorgeous. And then um, we just slide it out onto the cutting board here. There's usually a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of oil, and you had a very good reminder. And the reminder is, do not cut it immediately once it's while well, it's still really, really hot. Give it a chance to solidify or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. you would do that. And now, when we come back into the kitchen, we're going to prepare the greens that are going to top it. We're going to plate the dish. We're going to pair it in the kitchen at Lydia's Kansas City. 